From Bregman MD, where we're all about psych solutions, I'm your host, Linda Corley, and this is The Breakdown with Dr. B. We're back with phobias again, doctor. I I think this is one of our, our favorite topics. We talked about it last week. We discovered how prevalent it was in American society. 12% of Americans suffer from phobias, but you and I agree. We think it's a little bit more like who doesn't have a fear of losing their cell phone, right? You got it. Even me. (laughs) (laughs) Or thanatophobia, fear of death, or then there's the, the fear of failure. I can't even pronounce this one. We were laughing last week about how hard these Greek prefix words are. I think it's adachiphobia. But I got to <laughs> tell you, doctor, I have a phobia that I think you suffer from. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Good. All right. Fragapanophobia, the fear of birthdays. Oh, boy. Well, I tell you, <laughs> you couldn't be more correct. Ask my family. They say, <laughs> my son says, so mom, oh, Dad's birthday is coming up, and they both go, oh, no, we don't have to deal with this again, okay? Dad's bad on birthdays. You know, with you, it's more than just, oh, another year, I'm getting older. So last week, um, we were talking about phobias, and a phobia is defined as an intense fear of a specific situation or objects, right? And you were saying that a lot of these intense fears are derived from a maybe childhood experience. And I think, well, I know that's where your fragapanophobia comes from, right? Well, you know, Linda, I think you're becoming an excellent diagnostician. Of course, you (laughs) have this relationship. We could do this. But don't worry. I think you got some phobias, too, we'll be talking about in this one. Oh, we did, though. We did. This is your turn. Oh, boy. Uh, Did we talk uh, about uh, my uh, acrophobia? Okay. Okay. You're right. You you have a bad experience in childhood. I did. I did. You know what happened was this, you know, so, you know, people who know me, you know, I'm like a mariner. So here I am, my father, you know, had this big boat and he bought it on the day I was born. And then I'm five years old and he leaves me on the boat at five years old. I don't know why the whole day. And like I freaked out and I never forgot it. And I said to myself, oh, I got to take care of myself in this life, you know, something like that. And I never but, got over it. Okay. But you know what, though? You got over your fear of boats or you never developed a fear of boats. That's oh, no, I never had the fear of boats. It was it was just the birthday. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, we talked all about the different kinds of phobias last week, why people get phobias. But you know what we didn't delve in too much to was what do you do if you have a phobia? So let's get started. The first one I was reading is that you try to desensitize yourself, right? So let's just say you're scared of being in closed spaces, which is called claustrophobia. It would be slowly exposing yourself to small spaces, like go into your closet and shut the door for maybe a couple minutes. And then next time, 
go into an elevator for maybe two floors. And then maybe next time go into another elevator, maybe smaller for maybe 16 floors. So you can see like you're literally going up the ladder with exposure. What do you think about that? All good things. Fear is a good thing. It's adaptive. But when it gets to be too much, it doesn't really protect us. But it does keep us safe. So we have this thing called the amygdala in our brain. If you challenge it, and then it says, well, this isn't so bad. Maybe there was a childhood experience about this that was even unconscious that becomes conscious. And then by exposure and exposure to graded exposure, a little bit at a time, then the amygdala says, this isn't that awful. And then people get better. So I really really like that technique. I use it a lot, especially with cave syndrome, with graded exposure, with a companion, people get out and do stuff a little bit at a time, more and more things. Okay. So, you know, then the next technique would be the flooding technique. So it's the exposure technique on steroids. Basically you're jumping into the deep end. So like that person who has claustrophobia, they would just not even try the closet technique. They would go right for the elevator, right? They would go right into that crowded elevator and they'd be riding it all day. And the amygdala, as you just described, the amygdala would say, hey, at the end of the day, you did this all day and, and, and nothing bad happened to you. So it stops releasing the stress hormones. Now, if you're a real brave person, maybe that's something to try. Just get over it. Jump in the deep end. Well, you know, Linda, you know, that's really how you are. Linda is amazing in that her defenses are just do it. Just do it. Okay. And that's how she is. And it really does work, at least for Linda. Uh, okay. And, and, and honestly, it works for a lot of people. So people who are a little adventurous, you know, like Linda, and if you can really just go for it, you can overcome these things. And, you know, Linda, what we're saying here again and again is people can overcome things. So that's oh, why they yeah. just need good ways to do it. And, you know, that happens through different means. And, you know, that's kind of sometimes where I come in. Right. Okay. Well, before we get into the doctor side and all of that, what about how do friends help you through it? Your friend is your greatest asset. Also could be a great therapist too, okay? So don't think everybody's got to go to therapy. If you got a great friend, you are lucky. And then what happens is a great friend is a companion too. So they understand the problem and there's no judgment. And the friend go and do graduated exposure. All the things we talked about have to do with that concept. That means getting yourself used to things slowly and graded like more difficult each time and do that with your companion and have emotional feedback after the event talk about it so it becomes something ingrained as a positive experience linda i'll tell you honestly to me this is if people could do this and if you could do this for your friend this is uh, I, I really like this one the best Right. Don't go at it alone. And speaking of that, now, if you have a phobia, is there a support group for people with phobias? And what do you think about that? 
I'm total in support, quote unquote, of a support group. You know, we're really kind of group, you know, animals, people, you know, humans. And if you get together with people who are like-minded, who want to get over this, and everybody's in the same boat, people get better. Anytime you could get into a group, just do it. It's, I mean, I've run them. I've run a lot of them. I believe in it. And um, I taught other people how to do it. So support groups are, are just phenomenal. So any, and if you get online and get them nowadays or find out, you know, from other ways that you could enter one. Okay. So I think we should kind of wrap this up with the psychological, you know, beyond just the self-help, which is basically what we've been talking about. When your phobias get just so bad, so severe, and you've tried all the things we've just been talking about, then you go to a psychiatrist. Um, what would you do then in terms of just medication and treatment? What's, what's out there? You know, this is the psychopathology of our time, of phobias. And what happens is, is it, it, for a lot of people, it could be the end common pathway to like just can't do it anymore. Okay, the fight or flight thing doesn't work. And they're just gone haywire. And then they wind up in emergency rooms because they present with panic attacks. You could have, you know, like you feel like you're having a heart attack. And, and the emergency rooms, I mean, a few years ago, even weren't sophisticated, would work these people up. Okay, but they didn't have heart attacks. They're having panic attacks. Now, a lot of mental health and other medical professionals have become very sophisticated about, um, you know, what panic attack looks like. Now, we do phenomenally with them in psychiatry. We have great regiments, and these regiments help tremendously in alleviating panic attacks right away. And then people could do all the other kind of things that we discussed in terms of having a multidisciplinary treatment program, the support group, the medications, and even some psychotherapy. You know, if we could make some unconscious things conscious, people could see what their fears are about and then become able to, to deal with them. So that's where all that psychotherapy comes about. Uh, these support groups can offer some case management to help you even find support groups and give you, give you a lot of good cognitive therapy. I, I think people get better with phobias. It takes time, it takes a little effort, but we, we help people. We really Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that definitely get over your phobia, especially if it's something that is stopping you from enjoying your family, enjoying your work, stopping you from leading a good life. It's all curable, just with the right help, of course. Today is your birthday, and I know you're having a big party tonight, so I would say you're trying the flooding technique. You're jumping right into the deep end and celebrating, and just let's get through it. I'm proud of you. I just want to wish you a good time tonight. Hey, Linda, thank you. I can't wait for it. I'll tell you, honestly, after all these years, I mean, I, I feel like I got this right, okay? And that I'm going to have a glorious birthday. I'm over this thing now. And I realize, you know, that, you know, that happened then and now I've resolved it. So I'm looking forward to a great time.
Right. And you know what, what better therapy than a party? I mean, a party is therapy for numerous things. Oh, it is. I'll give you a follow up, but I'm really looking forward. This is the end of my birthday phobia. Okay. Yay. All right. Well, you have a great time tonight and we'll talk next week. Sounds great, Linda. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody. From Bregman, MD, you've been listening to the latest episode of The Breakdown with Dr. B. If you'd like more information or to speak to one of our top psychiatrists, just head to our website at BregmanMD.com to book a telepsychiatry visit from the comfort of your home. Hope you've enjoyed our latest podcast. Catch you next time.